I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Uncover Your Magic. Oh, I thank you all for coming and listening and responding to me in my on my posts and just getting my messages from you means so much to me. And today's episode is one that a couple days ago, I had this inspired thought that I would invite this amazing man that I've been watching transform his life in my class with Joshua, Gary Temple Bodley teaches through the Ascension experience. His name is Jerry Mastelon, and he lives in Arizona. He has two daughters like I do, happily married, beautiful family. And I've been watching him. He's very interactive in our calls. And I started thinking, wouldn't it be fun to bring him on to explain to all of you the difference he sees in his life? Because I know you know, you've heard me talk about the difference in my life that I've experienced, but to show that it's not just me that's experiencing magic in my life now after my, you know, I've been with Joshua for the last three years, listening to Joshua live, which I just love and the Ascension experience. I just finished 13 months and so is Jerry. So it will be a fun conversation. He's a very, I mean, businessman, I mean, his his values align with mine. So I know that this conversation will be fun. But before I bring him on, as always, remember that mm-hmm. my Raising Confidence class is starting. And so is the Magic Path. The Magic Path is for the parents and adults. And if you don't have kids, you can still take the Magic Path. And the Raising Confidence is for the teenagers. And after two years of running these courses, that there's no way I'm stopping. I see the difference. I notice this shift in these families and makes me excited to start another eight weeks. It's all one-on-one. We do different subject every week. Morning routine is the first week. We start learning how important our vibration is and all the affirmations, the gratitude. My girls have done that their whole life. And now as teenagers, I don't have the Oh my goodness, teenage years. I don't have that. I don't have to say that. So I do see this work and I see it work in families that take it. And I see the parents that take the magic path alongside with these kids that works. It brings this whole family together and understanding this, their vocabulary. And, you know, if you're saying something negative to, you know, we yell out, cancel that. And, you know, just just an an awareness of a family, you know, don't you want to have your kids leave one day when they're 18 and decide to go to college or start a career somewhere and know that they're equipped with these tools. Oh, I wish I had that. I didn't have anything. 
<laughs> I was just a drifter. I didn't know what I went to college because everyone else went. I changed my major at least five, six times, moved from Washington state to San Diego. I just was, I didn't have clarity. I didn't know who I was. I didn't have that self-love and the knowing inside me of that would direct me and the intention every day, like the goals. And, you know, we do a whole week on goal setting and, you know, wouldn't just to know that kids can dream big, teach your kids that there's no limits. The only limits are the ones you put on upon yourself. So I would love for you to come on this journey with me. It's very small. I only take a, you know, a very small number because my days are very short and, uh, I, put my heart and soul into each of my clients. So I know they will get by the time eight weeks is up, their life will be completely different. I have testimonials on my YouTube, on my website. Uh, you can check those out or just connect with me at ashleygonner at gmail.com or ashleygonner.com and ask me anything. I would love to talk to you. So let me bring on this man that I know you are all going to love and you're all going to want to follow him on Instagram. He is amazing. Please welcome Jerry Mastelon. Is it Mastelon? I should have asked you that before. It was perfect. Now you said it right. Oh, Beautiful. I did. Mastelon, Jerry. Oh, so meeting Jerry, I've been involved with Joshua, Gary Temple Bodley for the last probably three years by listening to the podcast, joined the Ascension experience and started getting on these Joshua calls and meeting Jerry and watching him evolve and watching everyone evolve. It's like, it's not, it's impossible not to evolve. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like you just sit here and breathe and you evolve, you know? So when I, why I asked Jerry on was, I really relate to him and he, the questions that he asked, and I see how he's getting it. I see just going on his Instagram page. He's a dad. He has his two girls like I do. He's married, beautiful family, totally into his kids, their lacrosse games, you know, and his everything's family. And I, I relate to that. And then all of a sudden we're getting into these like live videos and here he goes. And it's like, you look now you can as a screenshot, it's like family, family, family. Now it's Jerry on these like teaching. And it's so cool to see the evolution of something that, you know, there's no coincidences, how we run into something in our life. It resonates. We've pushed past the fear, take the action and do learn from Joshua and Gary. And then look, our life completely transforms. So I wanted you to come on because I want you to explain your journey. You know, tell me what you do for work. I don't even know that. Uh, I know you're a businessman. I know that you're home and you're on these calls and I know you have your family. So take us to where, just let us get to know you first before we get, get into the magic that <laughs> you've discovered in the last few years. Well, thank you, Ashley. And uh, I feel the same way, right? Seeing you on all these calls, seeing everybody on these calls. And I think what we've learned and what we've been able to experience and then find evidence of right in our lives has just been something really special. So, and I think as parents, we all connect, right? Those of us that are parents, you know, connect because these teachings have given us a very different approach to that. Right. Yes. So, and, you know, maybe before I get into that, I'll give you a little bit of history, which is 
will show people how much I actually have, you know, evolved and expanded. But I've always been in business, started in advertising, uh, owned my own company. I had a hair care company, had a cosmetic and skincare company in New York City for 15 years. I invested with VIPs, Mariah Carey, a, a lot of different successful people. L.A. Reid was a partner with Universal Music Group. Uh, I was up and down, uh, had stuff all over, took a company into bankruptcy, took a company out of bankruptcy, was fired from a company that I started and then in New York City. And then after all of that, all of that struggle and effort, at 47 or 48 years old, I ended up landing in, in the desert in Arizona for a moment for a refresh. And I was very angry and I was very, you know, holding everybody. I was a victim, holding everybody and blaming everybody. And, and came out to Arizona for a new opportunity and I was excited by it. And, and this was in 2015 or 2016. And, and my daughter said to me at a breakfast table, which is the kickoff and the pivot point, daddy ever going to be happy again. Huh. And I had chased millions. I'd made millions. I'd lost millions. You name it. I've done it uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I was miserable. I was struggling and efforting 80 hours a week, doing whatever it took to get to those those different places. You can Google my name and Justin Bieber. And for fragrance, you'll see that stuff come up. Google my name and Mariah Carey and all these different, I did, I struggled and efforted to chase something that I should never have been doing. I guess it was perfect at the time. Right. And then it's from all perfect, right? Right. It's all perfect as we all know now. <laughs> and then I went and, and I went, you know, after my daughter said that, and I was like, God, this girl tells me this, I'll show her. And I went right. to go find like a Tony Robbins. And I had always oh. worked with Tony Robbins and I've done like 125 hours virtually with Tony Robbins, Dean Grazioso, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I went, my daughter kicked something off for me that was like, I'll show her. <laughs> I could be happy. Eventually I got to three years ago, similar to you, I, I got to Gary Temple Bodley and the teachings of Joshua. And how, uh, how did you find that? It was so funny. So I was like most of us, I was looking for doing a lot of Abraham Hicks Mm-hmm. work, right? Which is Esther Hicks doing a lot of Jane Roberts, Seth work, trying to understand how I could affect my reality. I had finally gotten to the point where I understood that the outside conditions don't create me, that I create the outside conditions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a great book out right now, Inside Out, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of You, Greg Braden and all of these other, they all have this, there is so much evidence now that shows you that there is a reality there. So I was looking, I wanted to manifest thing. I was like, okay, I want to, I want to get back all my money. Right. Like Gary did. So I saw this book, the last book on manifestation you'll ever need by Andrew Knapp. And I bought the book, (laughs) right? Of course. I read the book and then I looked at a video and then he was interviewing Gary Temple Bodley. Oh, and huh. I'm at the point where if I read a book, and you know, during this this whole time, I'm I'm ADHD, I'm dyslexic. I was really just trying to achieve a lot in my life to prove everybody wrong. Everybody said you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. You know, you don't have this, and so I was just chasing stuff to prove everybody wrong. And I have a very difficult time reading. And then I discovered Audible in 2015, and my life changed. It hmm. just my daughter, and it was the spark. My daughter said, are you ever going to be happy? And I started reading two books a week on Audible at one and a half time, one and seven, one and three quarter time speed. I couldn't get enough. Oh, wow. It. It's huh. just fun. I, but I, it I really, was, that, that started your daughter saying it that day goes, takes you down the rabbit hole that we love to Tony Rock. I mean, that's the shift. There was nothing before that, that you would go read or you weren't I, interested I've, in Abraham or anything, nothing until that moment. 
my wife bought me the book in 2005, The Secret. Okay, okay? me too. When it, right, when it came out. Right. And I, lit- I still have it. I read it from page to page. What I was doing at the time, and I was like, I am going to be successful. I am going to be successful, right? Because people said, it's your thoughts. And then Gary came and said, no, 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 it's not your thoughts. It's your feelings. And then he goes, well, not those conditional feelings, or as I like to call it, your surface feelings. Like, I really have felt a connection to Ashley. She's so smart. I'm really like, that's not, that's a conditional feeling, right? Right. An outside condition, you feel something about it. No, no, no. Your authentic feelings. What, What are your core beliefs? What do you feel about yourself? That creates your reality. And I was like, oh my gosh. I missed, right? And, and no, no one really talks about that. I've, I've read hundreds of books about this. Nobody really talks about the feeling reality. Right. Like the way I think Joshua and Gary talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that from that point on, I started to implement little elements in my life. And as a parent of two teenage daughters. Yes, and, me too. You know, right, right. Okay. So this was the perfect scenario for me. It, it started with my parenting. Business, I wasn't ready to deal with it on business levels, right? So I played lacrosse in college and I loved that sport. Both my kids played on it. I became their coach. You know, I would overcoach them when they got home. I, instead of like, you know, being their dad, loving them and hugging them. I mean, from, and, and when we moved to Arizona, lacrosse was all year round, 12 months. Okay. So it was a fight in our house every day, every night. <laughs> I'm like, you got to go to practice. You should be out doing something else. You should be. And I was like, I became that dad, that guy. And then sounds familiar, right? I started to let go of control. I started to let go of, of trying to be right. I started to explain when I told my kids, no, that I know you can do this, but I'm so afraid like inside of what might happen. Like I'm having trouble saying yes. Like, like I trust you girls. Like I completely trust you girls and things started to change. Like we haven't had a fight in our house in two years. Yeah. Up until that point, it was an argument. My my kids would go to bed crying. I'm like, I want you up at five. We're going to go, we're going to go for a job. We're going to, we're going to get better. We're going to get stronger. We're going to do this. And my girl, my seventh grader was playing on a varsity lacrosse team. She's seven. Wow. She's 14. She was four. She's 13. Wow. She's 12 doing this. Like she's a little kid. Right. Like, what was I doing? I was trying to see, I was, I was, I I was like, oh my God. I look back now and I'm like, I just say, I'm so sorry. Right. (laughs) They all joke. They all think it's hysterical now. Like, yeah, thank God you're not that guy anymore, Dad. Woo! We did not like him. That was like this joke no. in the house. Right? That's right? Richard. So we, the girls did softball. And when Richard listens to this, he's going to go, oh boy, there I am. <laughs> exactly. Right? And then I started to see the evidence of things changing. And I was like, okay, there's something to this now. Because I didn't buy into a cult. I didn't give my money away. Right. I think right. the teachings of Joshua, the courses are really affordable. Totally. Right? And Gary, even if you can't afford it, if you, if you reached out to him, he figures something out for you. Right? right. So he's not one of those guys like Tony Robbins is 10 grand. Right. Like, go, go to account. I need, I need 10 grand if you want to come to mind and you got to pay it because I want you to feel the pain. And I'm like, we did this. I did it. And I'm like, you know, I was struggling. We do whatever. And I'm like, I got to do this. And two weeks later, I'm like, okay. All right. I mean, I love Tony. He's a godsend, yeah, right? I, amazing, amazing, with, amazing. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, two weeks later, I'm like, okay. Well, and all of a sudden with this thing, like, I'm seeing the difference. And now my, my wife, who's awesome, and, and she just wasn't buying into it. She starts referring to me as, okay, you've just become Disney dad. Just oh, because you that's say- That's what I'm going to ask you. Okay. So with your, so for, so your kids were the first thing. That kids was were the, the first thing, right? Okay. Yes. And, and, and it's, it's 
my relationship with them changed like mm-hmm. in a significant way. Explain that. I no longer became a fearful, controlling parent with more knowledge than they have to being a guide and loving parent that was there to encourage them to experience life in the best way possible, right? As a parent, because there's fear in the safest way possible, right? Because even though that is still living as a victim, that something could possibly happen or that I control it. The idea that Joshua teaches us is that I don't have more knowledge than my parents. I have more fear. I have more fear than my kids. I have more knowledge of fear than my kids. And we misinterpret that as more knowledge than our kids. Mm. And because we have more fear, we then impress that upon our children. You can't do that because of this. You can't do this because of that. You better study and get good grades because of this. I look back now and I'm like, who cares? <laughs> like my, right? my daughter's in college. I've never looked at her grades. Not once. She's a sophomore. I'm like, how do you not? I'm like, listen, she's having fun. She's a good kid. Like, I love her. She loves me. Like, what do you want me to do? Like I tell people, I'm like, do you really care if your right. kids get straight A's or not? Right. I-, I failed out of college. How to get back in. My wife's an Ivy leaguer. You know, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like we're in the same situation. Like we're, we're here together. I'm like, does it in 10 years, is it going to make a difference? Does any of it make a difference? Exactly. Isn't and that I- crazy to think when you look at it from the higher perspective and you're like this, whatever drone at your old self watching that play out and then to come and, and even their reaction and the tension, you know, and it doesn't have to be like that. And then now all of a sudden you're like, release control, allow them to go on their journey and love, and then watch the, the beautiful story play out. And be there to, to catch them when they fall and encourage them to get back up. And that is the thing, instead of forcing them to put so much effort in that they never fall. Right. Study so you never, like my kid, she's, you know, kid told me she got like a 70 on a test. I'm like, that's awesome. She's like, I have a straight A. And I'm like, like, who cares? Like, what do you mean? Like, if you want that, then here's five resources for you to, to go and get. Otherwise, like, stop beating yourself up. Like, I, right. you want me to punish you? Our society teaches us, like my daughter thought, she wanted me to punish her. I'm like, I don't care. Like, huh. You didn't tell me about the four A's you got. Why are you telling me you got a 70? Think about that. Right. Was your dad we, like that with you? Oh, yeah. But I, I guess I was dyslexic, ADHD. I graduated high school reading at like a third or fourth grade level. Oh, like wow. I, I, had, I was very good at sports. Huh. Sports got me into college. I, I, even in college, my freshman year, I was in a, a special remediary, can't pronounce it, program, right? Because of my dyslexia. And they didn't, this was back in the early 80s. They weren't diagnosing this right someone didn't say like oh you have ADHD or you're dyslexia like why why can't you read and I'm like I I don't know and this is before computers cell phones there was no spell check right a paper back in college and the professor would say come see me she's like this is unreadable wow and I'd be like oh but because I'm like I I love people and I'm like well you know is there somebody that can work with I'm like I'm so sorry that this is and you know most of teachers like oh yeah okay I just asked that versus tried to defend myself and I got through, I ended up graduating, you know, doing great and doing what I need to do. I went into advertising because it's all visual. I love being visual. I got into skincare and cosmetics because it's all texture and visual and before and afters and feeling and formulations or science. It's like, who cares? And nobody can pr- pronounce an ingredient anyway. So I never felt like I didn't, I couldn't do anything. 
Right. Right. It was just natural, you know, and I was always good at math, right? Math is simple. So, you know, owning a business, becoming a business is simple. Like, you know, not, it's not like you went to Harvard and you, and you had a, a master's. I tell people today, if you can't manage your business on Excel spreadsheet, like balancing a checkbook, then you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. People have all these fancy this. And I'm like, like, okay, good luck. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know what to say. Like I, I've, when I went, I took my company, $22 million business into bankruptcy. I had to show the judge Excel spreadsheet. I oh. sat up, sat next to the judge with an Excel spreadsheet. Not literally, they, you know, they have to sit before the guy's up on a big thing. It's, it's intimidating as all can be and beg the guy for like, I had a hundred employees to get the employees paid every week. You had to prove why you needed the employees. What an, I mean, I felt I was a failure. I came into Arizona literally limping, bring, like dragging my leg behind, miserable sitting like this. And then that's when my daughter was like, are you ever going to be happy again, dad? And I was like, that was the spark. Right. That everything changed. Right. Huh. And then, you know, you start to take Gary's and teachings and you start to apply them in different areas of your life because we separate everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like you. I'm sure I do it. I, I do it. My, my marriage, my relationship with my wife as a dad, my business relationship. Right. My friends from college. I, I'm 150 different personalities. And I'm not bipolar. I'm just, I mean, I talk to my friend on the phone from college. I talk to the, a guy at work. I talk to the guy that comes to clean the pool. Every one of those people, I'm different. Yeah. And then Gary was like, why are you different? Like, exactly. you're, you just want, why aren't you just your authentic self? And I'm like, well, that's a good question. Why am I mm-hmm. not? Right. And then the, the kids thing just kept getting better. I mean, I had, I mean, you'd want to talk about, so you, you want to talk about a manifestation event, a manifestation events as Gary will call them. Yes is an emotional trigger. You're emotionally triggered for something, right? which is a gift. And it's supposed to tell you that you have a limiting belief inside, right? And you're supposed to look inward versus express yourself outward. So my daughter this weekend, I'll give you an idea. Like we, so you have a 360, they're out. I don't have a 360 on my kid's car. I trust her, right? One of the other parents has a 360 and they're in this car with a bunch of boys and they're all having a good time. They're juniors in high school, right? The cars, they, got, they track the car at 110 miles an hour. Oh no. Yeah. You can't imagine, right? So the parents emails back and forth. So all the girls' parents are friendly. The boys, they're not really friendly. They're the boys' parents, as you as you would know, right? Yeah. Having, <laughs> being the mom of, of girls. Yes. So my wife is all upset. And I'm like, honey, like, listen, she's, she's okay. Oh, like, I can't wait to hear how you handle this. Right? So I said, she's okay. And then my wife refers to me as Disney dad. Stop being Disney dad. Take this seriously. <laughs> and, and I say that with all love and care. My, my wife is amazing, right? So I'm like, you're right, but she's awesome. Like, she's a great kid. We trust her. Like, this is a significant experience in her life. Okay. They're out to dinner when we get this. So it's like eight o'clock at night. We get one of the moms is now sending this everywhere. We get on the phone. She's, they were with a group of like eight or nine kids. Like, are we going to pull our kid out as a junior and embarrass her? Right. I said, honey, you can text with, you, you know, she's okay. I'm not letting her drive home with that person. I said, listen, the cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows what was happening. Nobody's going to, misdrive at this point. Okay. (laughs) Hopefully. Right. Or speed, hopefully. Right. And I said, let's just, let's let it play out. Let's make sure she knows, right. That we know. And let's have this conversation with her. I said, we're, we're overreacting because you have a friend that died in high school that was speeding. I have a friend that died in high school that was speeding. And we're now expressing our fear at our kid. And we're now attacking our kid because of our fears. And I said, which is totally normal. So the kid I said, honey, I'm going to go pick us up dinner. And, I, you know, it was just the two of us that night. I said, I'm going to go get us dinner. And as I get in my car, the kid pulls up to drop off my daughter. My oh. daughter had gotten so worked up at dinner because of all this. She said to the guy, can you just take me home? 
So they left and I see the guy and he's a nice kid, right? And he's a really nice kid. He's got a nice, you know, brand new car. And I walk over to him and my daughter's like, you know, dad, don't, you know, don't embarrass me. Like, <laughs> and I say, I say to the guy, I said, listen, I said, I love your car and I love what's going on. I said, I'm not here. I don't think you did anything wrong. I'm not here to chastise you or punish you or, or tell you, you did something wrong. I'm here to tell you, I want to see you graduate high school. You were at a friend. There was a friend who passed away a couple weeks ago. I said, oh. your friend passed away a couple weeks ago. I want to go watch you graduate. I want to see you go to a college. I want to see you have fun. I'm just asking you to please make choices that will put that opportunity in front of you. I'm like, he's like, that's well, I shouldn't, and I shouldn't have been driving with your daughter. I said, no, no, that, that's my daughter's choice. And I'll talk to my daughter about the choices she's going to make. But hmm. your choices, all right, this is what's creating your life. And your choice could end your life. I want you to Google, like just take a moment and Google car crashes at 110 miles an hour. And see, in any of those situations, did the person survive in a car similar to yours? And he was like, I'm like, that's all. I want you to be loved and be cared for. You're a beautiful human being. I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry. I want you to be happy. And I want you to have a long life. And that was it. And I said to my daughter. She's like, phew. <laughs> yeah. And I said to her, and I said, you know, when you choose to do this, there, you just have to be very mindful, Right. And if this is what you want to do, then okay. But if, it, if you're putting you in a situation where you don't feel comfortable, then that's what I'm here for, right? right. If, you just, if you want to explore this and go, uh, then I'm like, believe me, my heart is racing out of my chest right now. I want to scream at the top of my lungs, right? right. If that's what you want to do. But she's like, no, it's not, it's not. I said, well, then, you know, next time, just call us. Like I could pull up in front. Nobody would even know. You could just say, I don't feel well. I'm going to have my friend come pick me up. And like, you don't ever have to be in the situation if that's not what you want to be in. Right. Right. And I just left it. And then she's like, well, can I come with you to pick up the food? And we went to go pick up the food. And she was all about blaming of, of how the whole thing happened. So-and-so should have never sent that 360 to show the speed. And this is why it happened. Uh-huh. And, I'm, and I just sat and listened to it. And I said, you're trying to defend a situation. I got, why are you defending? You're not in trouble. I didn't say anything. Right. All I did was ask you to say, is that really what one of the choices you want to explore? If it is, just let me know now so that I could turn off everything and never yeah. ever have to worry again. Exactly. In my life. And you told me that it wasn't. And I'm like, so why are you tell me you're a victim? What are you a victim of? Mm-hmm. Like anything? She's like, no. I'm like, then why don't you just say, hey, PJ, or whatever the guy's name is, you know, Jack, and whatever they're Bruno, whatever these guys' names were. Hey, you know what? Guys, if we're going to go, this is what I would like. This is how I'd like to be handled. And boom, I'm not saying you can't get in the car with the guy again, which is, believe me, I wanted to punch myself in the face when I said that. Right. <laughs> believe me. Yeah. But that was, once wow. again, I don't want to control it. My right. wife's, you know, she's ready to chew her arm off. You said what? We're going to punish her for six weeks. Oh, like, funny. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's, and I'll tell you even, even something more funny. Like six months ago, my wife thought she had come to me and said, you're in a cult. Like we had a whole big thing. Oh, wow. That's, that was my next question is how does your wife come along this train? And uh, so you talk about evidence, right? So that's the difference. She's taking the Ascension course. This Good. started yesterday. I love it. So Amazing. she went from, wow, you're in a, in a cult. And I'm like, she's like, you spend more time. And I'm like, it's, it's like three hours a week. Like, what do you mean more time? It's like, these, right. it's like lunchtime, 45 minute calls. Like, how do you mean all this time? It's not a lot of effort. It's a mental construct. It's an approach to life. And if you start looking inward 
for answers versus mm-hmm. outward, everything changes. Right. You know, Tony Robbins says the quality of your life is the, uh, based upon the quality of questions you ask. Now that is probably the most profound statement anybody's ever made in the entire history of the world. And yet nobody really fully understands that because mm-hmm. if you ask yourself, why is this always happening to me? The universe, God, source, your inner self, subconscious, aliens, whatever you want to think is out there is right. going to answer that question with a positive affirmation. This always yes. happens to you because you are boom. Right. right. And based upon whatever that inner authentic belief is, right. Not a surface yeah. condition, right. An authentic, authentic belief. If you start asking yourself, start asking yourself, I am so blessed and happy that this happened. It had such an amazing experience. I am so curious to see how this works out for me. Yes. You will get answers to those questions that it works out for you because this is how it's going to work out for you. It has to answer the question. It's a program. The universe is, as we know it, that it does not understand right from wrong, does not understand judgment. It's going to answer whatever question you give it. You know, so me raising my girls and having this podcast, it's almost three or two and a half years, you know, started with inspired thought. Then all of a sudden parents were calling me saying, can you help my kids? And I was like, okay. And they, it was quarantine. And, you know, my daughters are like a couple of years behind. Well, I have a junior and then Presley's a eighth grader. So fifth grade and eighth grade, we get into quarantine. I'm having all these parents call me and I, and I always have taught my girls. I mean, I've done Tony Robbins, Abraham Hicks for like, we're the same age. We're 53 since I was in my twenties, Wayne Dyers, all this stuff. So I've really, I was always a seeker. It was always that. So all of a sudden I have this class that I created called raising confidence. Like the moms are like, create a class. But first it was for the parents to teach them how to teach their kids these mindset tools, right? Because in quarantine for my girls, they always know everything's working for us, not to us. So it was a beautiful thing. And then I have these other kids over here, like the victims, and I don't get to play soccer and I don't get to go to birthday parties and this sucks. And I'm like, then my girls never said that. So they see that they know I've taught them something their whole life. And then all of a sudden the fruit of my labor appears and quarantine. And it just took this next, this, I always talk about the yellow brick road, but this road just opened and I was like, let's do it. So whenever Josh always says like when you're present and you're listening and you take that action and you push past the fear, I mean, a podcast, Richard woke up the next morning and said, you're doing what? <laughs> like how much time do you have? You can fold the clothes, take the girls to school, clean the house. And there's no time for that. And then two days later, it was like lockdown. Oh, perfect. There you go. That's why you take inspired action or you take action. So anyway, my feeling when you, what you did with your daughter and what you showed, like, I mean, it's amazing that your wife is on this thing now, but when she sees that your question, you're looking at like, what did you learn? Like anytime the girls come out of school, there's some like bully story or this happened. I'm like, what did you learn? It was amazing. Like, think of it. And now they don't even, there's no victim. There's not even a victim. You can't even be the victim, (laughs) you know, like what a blessing to be a young girl right now or chick kid and not never have to go the victim route. 
to know that it's all perfect. And we talk about everything's perfect, you know, all the things we've learned. But so now that we understand the children, your girls, and the fact that you've, what you've done as being a father and how you've transformed that. And it's just beautiful. And I, I know when Richard listens to this, he'll love it. <laughs> but with my experience with, with my relationship, it wasn't that how I approached it was, I love Joshua, this Joshua live. I came across, it would probably be like, I, I think I found it with listening to Abraham Hicks all the time. And then it went down. It said, if you like that, these are the other podcasts. So I, that's how I found Joshua. I think it was just kind of one of those things where I now have listened to every single one, but I would send some to him and then he wouldn't listen. And I could tell, and I did, I don't. And then it was kind of like, if he does great, it's he's on his journey. Right. And I know he saw a difference in me. I know that the calmness in the house, there was never a fight. Like you can do go all day long and tell me something, but nothing can ruffle me. Those manifestation event forms after the first month of that alignment, it was like, whoa, it, wasn't it just amazing within your relationship? Let's talk about that because she thought you were in a cult. <laughs> so my wife and I were both type A personalities from New York City. I'm a um, Italian, was very, very opinionated. My wife, I was a right-hand conservative. She was a left liberal. We were complete opposites in everything we did, but came together without argument ever, right? It was very, it was very simple. She was on her path and I was on my path. We happened to come together, have kids. And I went to work. I was chasing business constantly. She went to work. She was chasing. She became more successful than I did and was on boards of public companies. Very, very successful. We separated. We created these silos. And when we came together, we would enjoy each other, right? But it wasn't until we moved, we left New York City and we came to Arizona, where I actually, because I, I had the issue with my company, I became a stay-at-home dad. Oh, wow. So I know the, the worst question to ever be asked, right, that, uh, that men don't get, right? What's for dinner tonight? Like I, right. I, I know the pain and suffering associated with that. I've had my friends call me and be like, oh, my, you know, my wife's not talking to me. Like, well, I just said to her, what's for dinner tonight? I'm like, you idiot. Do you have any idea what I go like down a whole diet trend? I, I did that for two years, take, picking my kids up from school, doing that whole thing. While my wife was a very successful business executive. And it wasn't until we got to Arizona when we were living in the same house and I was home, she was going to work. And like, I was thrown into a turmoil. I had no identity. I didn't own my company anymore. Right. I didn't have the people that I was associated with to talk about anymore. And it was at that moment, you talk about a moment where relationships explode. This could have been the easiest thing. She was making more money than I was. I was dependent upon her for money. I was dependent upon her for approval to spend certain things. I I wouldn't, I mean, we went to a time where I would, you know, it was, it was 18 months before I got back into my business realm, right? Just in two years. And it was the greatest learning experience of my life at the time. I would joke and I would say to my friends, yeah, I created a new therapy called screen therapy. I would jump in the pool, drown myself and scream underwater. Oh, how frustrated <laughs> I was, right? But as I look back now, everything's always perfect. It was working out for me. Like I had the greatest gift on the planet. I can now talk to anybody, especially when I, when I identify with women that are homemakers. And I'm like, whoa, I've been there. I've done the laundry. I've cleaned the house. I've made uh, dinner. I've done the cooking. I've been questioning, like, what did you spend on the credit card? Like, what do you want to spend on the credit card? <laughs> 
like I, I'm in like a t-shirt. Oh, I love I said, this, Jerry. And then I had got my situation back and then her situation imploded, right? Where she had this work situation that completely imploded. And we both came back to these equal business huh. levels. And we slowly started to communicate more on an authentic level. And then I found Joshua, which when you're in New York City and you're this, in this grind, man, this woo-woo stuff, it does not fly. Right. You're going to step on somebody and take what you want from them. Otherwise, you're letting them take everything from you. There, there's no in-between. Mm-hmm. It took a while for the two of us to get through that. And over the last year, we've been married now 22 years. I tell her, God, it feels like 40. And um, oh, but she goes, yeah, I know. And we go back and forth. But now we're at a, a place where she can open up. I can open up a little bit more of our authentic place. We don't open up because of fear. I don't want you to know, Ashley, that I needed my wife to pay for my lifestyle because I'm a man. I should be doing that myself. I always wanted to. I didn't sit back and let my wife play. When my wife was paying for the bills, I was home. I was cooking. I was cleaning, picking up the kids, doing the shopping. I did everything you could possibly imagine. Never said no to a job. Every Saturday when she came home, she sat down with a cocktail. I was making dinner, cleaning up. Never asked her to clean up. To this day, I still do most of the cooking and cleaning. Huh, neat. I like it. I, I like it to my therapy. Right. You know, but she sure. does it too. She, we all do it together. That for any guy, especially a type A guy like me, Italian, to say that, whew, hmm. my friend, and I had another friend who was a professional baseball player, same thing happened to him. So we started to call each other the sads, stay-at-home dads. <laughs> We're just sad guys. And oh, then funny. we started to call ourselves by our wife's last name. My, last, my wife's last name is oh, Forbes. My. Mr. Forbes, and in his last, we call him Mr. and was what his wife's last name was. Because there's this, this idea, and I felt this self-deprecation. I felt all of this going on. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? And what Joshua helped me do is evolve it all into this fun and this love and this appreciation now where it's like, now it's just hysterical, right? And my wife calls me Disney dad with a tongue in cheek. When before, it was serious. She was worried that I had gotten into a cult. What would make her just because you were you were on this different vibration. I mean, how would you describe it to me? Like, what would she feel from you? I no longer wanted to hold people accountable and punish them. That was okay. it. You are a big guy. You have run companies. You have done what you're going to do. And now something happened and you're not going to hold them accountable. I had held people. When they say I'm, I was Italian in New York, I would go and I would get to a point. Listen to me carefully. This is how it's going to happen. Right. That was me. Huh. For 30 years. Wow. And then that was gone. And then it's like, all right. And then I was, I was running this company and the guy, the owners came during COVID and said, listen, we're going to shut this thing down. And I was like, okay. And my wife's like, you got to go fight for this and fight for that. I said, no, I'm not going to fight for anything. She's like, why not? Why not? I said, because whatever's going to happen is perfect. And whatever <laughs> happens next is going to be right. And then she's like, you're in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. There's so many people that are in this group that I know have had those marital relationships, partners that feel that way. And, you know, I feel like we get to our age, especially like if they can't, for me, like if Richard wasn't going to get on the, on board with Josh, I mean, he doesn't miss a Joshua episode, but he would never, never say never. Right. He hasn't joined Ascension experience yet or a boot camp. But he's lives and breathes Joshua alive. So he does get something every time we'll oh. run and he'll come. Oh, Ashley, you know, we'll have those fun. And 
it's amazing to have that connection. You know, I'll, I'll take whatever. It's special. And I get that from my 18 year old daughter who I've connected with Jackie Seiden. So she's also in the group, in the Joshua group, and she's uh, out in LA. She's got her, has her own podcast. And I said, Jackie's been on my show. Oh, she's amazing. Right. Yeah. So her podcast, the evolution pod club, you got to watch it. Jackie is off the charts. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. So my daughter started, she wanted to go to USC. And two years ago, her whole life, she got good grades, honor society, yada, yada, yada. She got rejected from USC. And she stayed in her room for two days. Didn't come out crying. And it was like, she got rejected on like a Tuesday. And I was on to talk about how powerful Joshua is. And I'm on a call Thursday, on a call Friday with Joshua, right? Joshua Live. Right. And about to get on and Reese goes, my daughter Reese goes, dad, it's all BS, right? I did everything. I thought I was positive. I wrote my affirmations. I'm going to get into USC, yada, yada. She goes, all these, I did all this stuff and it didn't happen, dad, right? And I said, okay. I said, would you like to ask the guy himself, Joshua? Yes. I want to ask him myself. Oh, good. He got on the call and it's recorded. Right. On live. I think if you look for two years ago. Oh, she goes, and I, I got in a group chat. Hey, Gary and team, do you mind if my 18, at the time she was whatever, 17, 16, whatever she was, uh, daughter didn't get into college that she wanted. Do you mind if she asked the question? And everybody, of course, the community is so amazing. Right. Oh, yeah, bring her in, right? Everybody, just the most amazing community. Right. And she asks, like, you know, as a little kid, I wanted to get into USC. I did all the right things. I did this, and then she goes through all the different things. And right. Gary goes on a 20-minute answer. That my daughter sits back and goes, what? Oh, my God. She said, that day. Now, mind you, this was a Friday. That day, she goes and she applies to the University of Arizona. She gets Tuesday. She finds out she gets in. Like it's, right. you know, She had great all around. She's a good, much better student than me. And she now is the happiest human being on the planet. And she's watches all of Joshua lives. She's been a guest on Jackie's evolution podcast. Oh my gosh. I have gone down to speak to her school. She's invited me. She talked to her. I remember hearing that you telling me that. And I was like, I love that. I went down to speak to university of Arizona about this mental, the idea, this mental construct, right. That we create the outside. The outside does not create us. Right. Right. And empowering all these young women to, you know, take charge and, and start with from within. And she has been an amazing proponent of the Joshua and doing and finding new ways, created a website called highest good, where she blogs and posts stuff. Really? Up. Yeah. And she created a t-shirt she's selling called what's for your highest good. Oh right? my gosh. Here's an amazing. And I'm like, this is the gift that I've given my daughter. What she does wow. with it is up to her. And I love it for everything. Right. Right. And she does great in school. You know, it's huh. like, so I had a whole series of manifestation events with her that no longer affect me. It's funny. Like, so as a kid, as you, you'll know this because you're about to do this. So I got the bill for college, paid the bill for college. I got another bill for it because there was extra classes. I'm like, oh, okay, I planned for this much. Now it's this much. I'm like, fine, we'll pay it. Then she has an apartment. There's an additional big charge for the apartment because she has an extra friend that the people weren't supposed to find that they found. <laughs> she got a flat tire. I'm like, okay, call AAA, go to here. She goes, dad, they say all four tires need to be replaced. I'm like, so instead of being one tire, it's four tires. Right? So, <laughs> and I'm like, and then she's like, and I need this. And I'm my head spinning. And in the past, I would have been like screaming at it. I'm just laughing now going, okay, 
Like it is what it is. I'm, right. I was I was really anal about my credit cards. Like I and I pay them off every month as much as I can. Do whatever. Make sure everything's you know, right. zero. I've always been that way. Now I'm like, it's all going to get taken care of. It's all paid. I'm I'm not wasting stuff. On I'm like, okay, it's all good. So in the same weekend, one of my daughters is caught going 110 miles an hour with some guy, some crazy guy driving her. My other daughter's got a significant expense like that comes up being you know tens of thousands of dollars, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm laughing at it all. This would have pushed me off the deep end yeah. two years ago. I would have been like, Richard too. Yeah. People, all these people doing this to me. Yes. That, now I'm just like, eh. I see that in Richard and it's just kind of this, I know he's gotten it from Joshua, but it's not the hold tight on the, this month <laughs> he's in commercial real estate. So, you know, it's not like be tight. It's not even like that. Like we just went, got back from Paris and it was like, this is it. We're living today. It all comes, we're all always provided for. There's no lack mind here. And we're not living frivolous. You know, it's not like we're out doing all these, you know, whatever. But when you have that mind of it's always, we're always have everything we need. And you yes. have that, let's go, you tell me. Yes, that's it. That's beautiful. It, it, for me, and, and I couldn't agree more. So these three or four steps. So I'm trying, because I want to help Gary because he's at such a level right now when he talks to people, like he's already in the metaphysical. <laughs> he's in the non-physical. Right. I'm like, what about the billions of us not there yet? And I want to find a way to get this message to everybody because it's changed my life. It's my wife better. It's made my life with my kids better. You know, it's living fearlessly because when you live in fear, that's when you make decisions that create separation, prevent you from connecting in love with people, right? And that sounds woo-woo and, and you know, all BS, right? But that's the core right there. How do you live fearlessly? How do you talk to somebody fearlessly? How do you live in a relationship with somebody fearlessly? How do you parent fearlessly? You have to do it without fear and you have to do it with love, right? So how do you start that? Mm -hmm. The first thing is your perception of yourself, right? You got to start there. Like, how do you see yourself? Are you a victim or are you a creator? You got to start there and you got to start identifying these limiting beliefs and you got to start processing. I was on the phone with Jessica right before you and she just said to me, so we did last week, we did a limiting belief that my limiting belief was I can't be successful and follow my heart, right? That was a limiting belief. I have to follow other people oh, and do whatever. Okay. Processed it, right? I'm like, wow, I will never be loved if I follow my heart. I have to follow, I have to be what everybody else wants me to be versus what, okay. right, what I feel I should be. Beautiful. I mean, wow, what a crazy week, right? The evidence, by the way, and this is the difference. Once you do that limiting belief process, right? That's sort of the self, I don't know, what is my perception of myself, right? Okay, I got yeah. this. Let me identify that limiting belief. Let me prove it false. All limiting beliefs are false. We go through this process, right? That Joshua provides in its manifestation and event form, which it processes those limiting beliefs. And then you look for the evidence. And that kind of blew my mind. Like, well, what do you mean look for the evidence? Well, look for the evidence that limiting belief is proved, is now proved false. So you're like, What? So for me, my wife, six months ago, I'm in a cult. Now she's joining the Ascension experience, Yeah. right? I get caught in a car 110 miles an hour. We get it. We have it. The kid comes, he comes, knocks on the door. I'm sorry. I mean, like, there's no need to get angry at anybody. Like, yeah, that's all it's, evidence. Yes. Like, holy cow, right? Okay, like, okay. You know, hey, do you mind if we, you know, can we all come and stay at your house? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Right. It, my daughter has her situation. There's all these bills and, it, and then these things came up and got billed. And I'm like, now half of the bills went away. 
Oh, okay. We'll give you back that money. Okay. We don't need that. And I'm like, like, you know, it's the evidence that once you prove a limiting belief false, the evidence that you look for creates momentum. Yes. And that's the key right there. If you could take that momentum and you continue to carry it and continue to find more evidence, like how is this working out for me? Once again, you ask the question you're asking. I'm looking for more evidence that how this limiting belief has been proved false is no longer in my life. And all of a sudden you start seeing it all because the universe has to show you. Right. And then you have a manifestation and you have an emotional trigger. And then what society tells us is create boundaries. Get away from people, toxic people, create a safe space. Oh my God. Kiss of death right then and there. Do not create safe spaces. Do not create boundaries. Take a moment, look in. I'm not saying if there's real, obviously a real fear or physical harm, which I know occurs, that's a different situation. I'm talking about emotional. You have to look inward. Well, why am I being triggered by this? What is that limiting belief? And if you do that process again and you identify that limiting belief and you prove it false, you conclude that it's been proven false. And then you look for evidence in your life, that emotional trauma, that toxic relationship, it changes. I have proof. My wife, 22 years, you're living in a cult. I don't know that you're not the man I married anymore. I'm having issues with our relationship. Six months later, I'm taking the course with you. <laughs> I, love it. I didn't do anything. I didn't make any more money. I didn't buy her a gold diamond. I didn't buy her a car. She makes right. more money than I do. Like, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Right. That was her choice. At that point, she should have get out. She could have said, get out. And she knows right. that that Disney dad would have like, okay, she didn't. And my yeah, she knew her, Disney dad would have said, okay, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that was her fear in saying, okay, he's on to something. Do I have to let go of what I know and what I've known? Struggle and effort. Fear is the way I've lived. Control is the way I've lived. Now I'm not, I have to give all that up. Like, yeah, that's scary. She had that, that conversation with you or she, no, you're saying that's see- what she's processing. That's what she's processing. There's no yeah. question. You can see it in her face. Right. She's a highly intelligent woman, wildly successful, more successful than I am on so many levels. And I'm so proud of her and I love her for it. And everything that's made her successful, I'm telling her to throw out. Like she's okay with me doing it because, well, you've had companies and you've, you've been successful and you've had some failures. So that's okay. In her <laughs> mind, she, well, she's just boom, been climbing a ladder. Right. Right. And I'm like, okay, honey. And it's working. And it's, it's, she was miserable. She knew she was miserable. I said, honey, we, we could do all this all day long. You'd have all the money we want in the world. If you want to live miserably, and if you think that I'm here to make you happy, okay, that's your limiting belief. I'm here to make myself happy. I love you. I share love with you every single day. All I do is love you. We have complete transparency in our relationship. Like my wife takes my phone, goes wherever she's like, ah, yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. Take my phone. Can I take your phone to the, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't care about anything. Yeah. We're the I'm same. Like, you know, I'm like, go have fun. But that is scary. Control is comfortable. Right. Right. So she's an amazing human being. It took me three years to get to a point. It took her six months. So I'm like, she's just on that. Yeah, exactly. And everything she does, she's an accelerated to me, which huh. is great. And she's partnered with one of the girls, Christy uh, Burkhart. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to have her on here too. Oh, we've been talking. I, I will tell you this. <sighs> I got to take a second. I don't even know how to explain what Christie is. There are mediums. And my sister and my family, we've always been a friend of like John Edwards, right? We follow these mediums. Right. Me too. Christie's on a level. Huh. My mom, my mom passed away recently. And I, I like, I'm, oh yeah, I was I remember fine. That. 
right? My yeah. sister was having a difficult time. I put Christy in touch with my sister. I listened to the call. I will tell you this, that Christy was like, don't tell me anything about mom. I'm off Facebook because I've had too many issues. She does like 30, 45 minutes with my sister. I would have, and it's a Zoom like this. I would have sworn that my mom was in the room based upon what Christy was saying. Like I had chills. I'm like, wow. My sister's like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. We also had a, a very, very, very good friend of ours whose son passed away, committed suicide at 14. Ugh. So I call Christy and I say, hey, you know, Christy, it's, it's a good friend of my wife's. And I said, you know, would you be willing? And I know what I'm asking. And I didn't realize what I was asking at the time. And Christy was like panic attack when you asked me this. I didn't realize because of how powerful she is. I thought it was like, hey, you know, you're going to do it. It's a seance. It's fun. It's goofy, right? You say, hey, the person loves you. Everything's great. It's not what it is. She truly connects with these people in a way. I gave her the wrong name, the wrong age, the wrong everything. I gave her everything. She calls me on a Sunday. I'm in California with my daughter at a lacrosse tournament. I'm on the sideline just watching, having fun. She's like, I got to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, I'm back on Monday. She's like, no, now. I'm like, all right. She's like, okay, was this her eight? Was it? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to get my wife on the phone, get my wife on the phone, connect my wife to her. Honey, you can answer these questions. I don't even know who the kid is. Right. She has it down to a T, knows everything about this kid, about what? what happened, everything. And she goes and gives us, and we put her in touch with the mom. And a, and a week or so later, they have a connection. And the woman is like forever in our debt. She's like, oh my God. I, wow. I'm telling you, Christy's on a whole nother huh. level of connecting with the not within the non-physical. I've had two experiences with her that have left me with chills and goosebumps. Like I said, with my mom, it felt like, she, I'm like, are you? She's like, no, I'm talking to your mom right now. This is what you do. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. You're speechless. Huh. Yeah. Speechless on how good she is. She will be a tremendous guest off the yeah. charts. Huh, she's, not, she's like the greatest human being on the planet, by the way. Yes. Oh, just oh, yeah, on God. our conversation or texting and stuff back and forth. She's the sweetest thing. I'm telling you right now, I've read hundreds of books, right? I'm into this woo-woo stuff. Right. She's on a whole nother level. Huh. She's on a whole nother level. It's just like, to be honest, I think she's, even Gary, like uh, we were both speechless talk, kind of talking the other day. It's like, she's just opening up a whole new portal. It, this, this changes the game. It just changes everything. Oh, wow. Oh, it's I like you, you know, I'm going to get off here and contact her. We got to sign her up. Yeah. I, and so she's my wife's partner. She asked my oh, wife my to be partner. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Holy cow. I was like, wow. So she's become friends with my wife. I didn't have anything to do with it. I huh. was like, talk about letting go. Right. Talk about no, not yes. trying to control everything. Yep. Right. It all I, comes. I, so for me, Letting go of control, right? Super, super, super important, right? Processing your limiting beliefs, looking for evidence, creating that momentum, mm-hmm. right? Having that self-perception of myself as the you know limitless, magnificent, eternal being, a pure, positive love and energy that can only be stopped by myself, right? Yeah. To not letting outside conditions create that feeling for me, creating the feeling and then sharing it to the outside conditions. Mm-hmm. Like, there's simple rules. Like, and I don't want to call saying rules. There's simple approaches to life. And things start to fall in, in line. If you do that with your kids, to tell your wife, I love you and you're perfect and you're amazing when she's telling you that you're in a cult and she wants to leave, instead of defending myself, you're right, honey. I love you. I love that this is doing. Let's talk about it. And I'm happy to, to listen to anything you have to say in everything right. you want to do versus, you know, this, that, right? I'm in, you know, hey, well, you know, whatever you want, the old approach. 
every, you know, a boss, a guy I'm working with right now. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, that sounds great. Let's do it that way. <laughs> I, I say to him, I'm I like, know I'm, I'm like, I, I love you, man. You. I love you. I love you, man. Like, tell me what you want to do. I'm like, oh, I'm all for it. Really? Like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Right. Like, oh, you're asking for me, my opinion and my experience. I don't think I would go that way, but let's try it. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. I'll do it with the same enthusiasm as if I was my idea. Oh, I love it. When I knew that I had that thought that I wanted you on this show, it's like confirmation <laughs> times a million. That's great. I'm so grateful that you invited me to be on. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity to chat with you, get to know you. I didn't realize you had two beautiful daughters like I do. That's amazing. Right. Yeah, and so, so fun. do you want to know what I'll give you? We'll end on this because you'll love this. So okay, good. Je- Tell me. Je- Jessica the greatest living belief coach on the planet. Yes. She's uh, been on the podcast too. So. She's off the charts. Our, what is it? Awatui or Awati. Jessica Awati. Awati. Yes. Right. She goes, so my two daughters' names are Reese and Ryan. Okay. She goes, you gave your kids those names. And next time you worry about them or you want to control them, make believe they're a boy and then give them the answer. <laughs> huh. I'm like, so when my daughter goes, dad, can I drive to California this weekend with my friends? I'm going, no. Nah. Okay, hold on. Would I let my son? Yeah, right. go ahead, kiddo. Right. Can you do me a favor in my fear and drive during the day? Yeah. So that I don't have a heart attack? Okay, dad, it's a compromise. Look, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is this the 17-year-old, the junior? She's, she's a, no, thank God. This is my sophomore in college. Okay. You know, still having a heart attack on that. She's still my little girl, but she knows this stuff now. She laughs. She's like, dad, are you living in fear at the moment? Yeah, I love that. I say, fear, dad. And I'm like, yes, I yeah. am. And I'm allowed to. I'm your father. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk. Our language in this house is all that. At least, like, mom, you better cancel that. Or, you know, like when, when I used to teach them Abraham Hicks before I met Joshua, those little tapped in, tuned in, turned on and oh. in the vortex and you know, we met her one day over here in San Diego and at a mall, she walked by and I told the girls, that's Esther. And they're like, mom, go around and meet her. So we turned around and found her and met her. And I'm like, we're all tapped in, tuned in, turned on. She was so cute, but I don't know, you know, like I am such a intentional parent. I mean, I had my kids later at 37 and 40 and uh, I wanted this for them. I wanted them to be empowered. I was far from it as a teenager, (laughs) lost soul, but it was all perfect because it inspired me to be this mom. I mean, we all pick these little, these babies pick us, you know, we all are together connected. I know that when Jessica was on, we, at that stage, it was probably gosh, a year ago. It just goes by so fast, but it was when she realized when Joshua ends, we are Joshua. She's like, we are Joshua. We are. Oh, wow. I just, I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, we are. He doesn't say, I, you know, love Joshua. We are Joshua. Oh, wow. I just uh, realized that. We're the collective souls because we're all, I mean, when you're on these calls, I just, I mean, I feel like I knew you before we didn't, I didn't even need to have a pre-call or, you know, I just knew you. You know, and I know I connect with Gary so much. I connect with Jessica. I mean, Jackie, you know, you can just go all the people, Roshna, her questions, you know, like, what are they, you know, we're all, we are Joshua. And it, and I, you know, these people that I got my, my hair girl, my, all these people now in my life are all Joshua. And it makes so much sense when I see 
I'm like, of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, of course, of course you are. You like are. I, I get it. We're all Joshua. I anyway. love that. That's great. This was such a pleasure, by the way. And I couldn't ask for a better way to spend an hour. So thank yeah, you so much. So for fun. We'll do thank it again. You. I would love it. I would yes. love it. Yes. Well, thank you, Jerry. I'll see all you right. in the next next call. Yeah. And everyone, connect with Jerry on Instagram. You have to. <laughs> like, there's no question. What's the when you say, what's uh, your last two oh, things that I you say? say? I always say, like, hey, good luck out there. Boom. Yeah. Good luck out there. Boom. On yeah. every Instagram, you have to follow him. The links will be in the show notes. So find him on Instagram. I, I, You're going to blow up now on your Instagram. Right. And, and the reason why I started that was because my daughter's sorority kept, after I did the talk, they said to me, can you just start posting some stuff oh, that we can look at? Okay. So it was done, by the way, to communicate with kids. Oh, cute. That's why oh, the I, boom, good luck out there. Oh, I love that. No, I, every time I, I've had the most fun. I, I think I've memorized every one where I got on here with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate oh, it. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.